Hello. Welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin's virtual worship service for April 19, 2020. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I'm Chris Jimerson, Minister for Program Development at the church. If you are new to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin, I send you warm greetings. If you're in the Austin area, we'll hope to have the opportunity to meet you in person in the future. If you're viewing from other areas, feel free to say hello in the Facebook comments and let us know from where you're viewing the service. Unitarian Universalists come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. Let us connect those divine sparks now, either by posting a greeting to one another on the Facebook comments or simply by feeling the heartstring connections that exist between us. We light this chalice so that its flame may signify the spiritual strands of light that bind our hearts and souls with one another. Even while we must be physically apart, we bask in its warmth together. Our call to worship this morning comes from words from the Ute Nation peoples of North America. Earth, teach me stillness as the grasses are stilled with light. Earth, teach me suffering as old stones suffer with memory. Earth, teach me caring as parents who secure their young. Earth, teach me courage as the tree which stands all alone. Earth, teach me limitation as the ant which crawls on the ground. Earth, teach me freedom as the eagle which soars in the sky. Earth, teach me resignation as the leaves which die in the fall. Earth, teach me regeneration as the seed which rises in the spring. Earth, teach me to forget myself as melted snow forgets its life. Earth, teach me to remember kindness as dry fields weep with rain. One of the things that helps keep us bound together as a religious community, even when we can't be together physically, is to have a common purpose. For First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin, that common purpose is our mission. We put it on the wall in our sanctuary, and we say it together every Sunday. Let's say our mission together now. Together, we nourish souls transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. If you want to know more about what we mean by the beloved community, visit thekingcenter.org, click on About TKC in the menu at the top of the page, and then click on The King Philosophy in the drop-down menu that comes up. Each week, to help especially those of us who identify as white deepen our understanding of beloved community and the challenges we face in helping to build it, we have been taking a moment to consider how differently people who endure oppression may experience the world. Well, this past week, a group of white guys protested at the state capitol in Michigan against the shelter-in-place and social distancing policies the governor there had put into place. They carried guns. They didn't wear masks, and they violated the six-foot social distancing orders. The police did nothing to them. 
I had to wonder how differently that might have gone had the men with guns and violating the social distancing orders been African-American. Good morning. I'm Kelly Stokes, and I'm in my backyard. I thought I'd show you all the green in my backyard this morning. It always helps me feel a little better, helps me take deep breaths and let go of any troubling thoughts or worries that I have. I'll show you around a little bit of the green around behind me. And this is some of the green in front of me. I love to see the trees and all their leaves. And this is The Hug Who Got Stuck by Andrew Newman, illustrated by Alexis Aronson. Once upon a time, on a very ordinary day, deep in the center of a very ordinary heart, an extraordinary thing happened. Deep in the center of this heart was a hug factory. The hug factory made the most warm, cozy, cuddly hugs. Each hug was freshly made and specially encoded with just the right amount of love and care to delight the heart it was made for. Being a hug wasn't always easy. Sometimes a lonely thought or bad feeling would trap a hug in a sticky web. The sticky web says things like, Lonely. I'm not good enough. Nobody loves me. Horrible. Anxious. I can't do it. Who cares? I'm all alone. Bad. There's something wrong with me. Scared. I can't ever get it right. So to help hugs deliver their love and care, there was a big sign on the factory wall. Reminders to being a great hug. One, breathe in love to glow brightly. Two, focus entirely on the heart the love is for. Three, don't pay too much attention to the web of sticky thoughts. On most days, you could see streams of hugs entering and leaving the door of the heart, zooming away like bees from a hive. But not on this day. On this day, there was a problem. One special hug on its way out of the heart got stuck. Very, very stuck. This hug had forgotten the third rule. It fought against the web of sticky thoughts to get free, but every wriggle and squirm trapped the hug even more. Soon the hug ran out of breath and lost its glow. Inside, the heart became horribly congested with crowds of hugs waiting to get out. Unused hugs were put into boxes until every inch of space was filled up. Outside the heart, there was also a problem. A traffic jam of visiting hugs couldn't get in to deliver their special love and care. Soon, the factory stopped making new hugs. There was only one stuck hug in the center of one ordinary heart, but all around the world, hugs lost a little of their glow. The hug sighed helplessly. It stopped wriggling, stopped squirming, and stopped fighting. In that moment, something magical happened. As it stopped wriggling, it breathed in love and glowed brighter. As it stopped squirming, it remembered the heart it was made for. 
as it stopped fighting, it slipped right past the web of sticky thoughts. Free! The hug glowed brighter and brighter, zooming away toward the one special heart it was made for. The hug factory clinked and whirled back to life. A flood of hugs passed in and out of the heart, each delivering their special love and care. It was just one hug who got unstuck in the center of one ordinary heart. And all around the world, an extraordinary softening happened. The end. This is my cat who heard me reading and came over to give me a snuggle. Because he's a cat, that's the only way he has of giving me a hug. But because we're people, we have lots of ways to show each other our love and affection. We have lots of ways to send hugs from our hearts to each other's hearts. We can call or text. We can have a video chat just like this one and just say, I'm thinking about you or I'm sending you big hugs. I'm sending all of you big hugs right now. from Rosemary Watola Tromer. She's an American poet in San Miguel County, Colorado, where she was named Poet Laureate, later to be the Laureate of the Colorado Western Slope. This is from her poem, Perhaps It Would Eventually Erode, But. That rock that we have been pushing up the hill, that one that keeps rolling back down and we keep pushing back up, what if we stopped? We are not Sisyphus, this rock is not a punishment. It's something we've chosen to push. Who knows why? I look at all the names we once carved into its sedimentary sides. How important I thought they were, those names. How I've clung to labels. Who's right? Who's wrong? How I've cared about who's pushed harder and who's been slack. Now all I want is to let the rock roll back to where it belongs, which is wherever it lands. And you and I could, imagine, walk unencumbered all the way to the top and walk and walk and never stop except to discover what our hands might do if for once they were no longer pushing. I invite you now into a time of centering, a time of breathing deeply in and then out, in and out. And as we breathe deeply 
Let us feel the heartstrings that keep us connected with one another in this, our beloved religious community, even though we must remain physically separated for now. Let's breathe in and breathe out. Let's follow our breath to a deeper place inside, a place of greater calmness, a place where love thrives, that spark of the divine within each of us. We will have a few moments of music during which I invite you to continue meditative breathing or to light a candle representing your joys, sorrows, remembrances, hopes. If you're not where you can light an actual candle, you can search candle lighting on the web and several sites where you can do so virtually will come up. Our spiritual theme at First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin is liberation. I think many of us never imagined what a different perspective on that term, liberation, we might come to hold during this time of hunkering down and social distancing. I don't know about you all, but I am looking forward to the time when we will be liberated from having to practice this sheltering in place, this social distancing This morning, I'd like to talk some about some of the ways we might avoid entrapping ourselves with unrealistic expectations during this strange and challenging time through which we're living. What are some of the things which we might need to let go in order to liberate ourselves from self-imposed anxiety and judgment during this period when we all have plenty enough stress in our world already? Well, for me, one of the big ones is letting go of expecting myself to handle moving through a pandemic in perfect fashion. None of us can do that. None of us has ever had to handle this before. And in fact, because we are under stress, trauma, all of us are likely a little ADHD about now. We're likely to make mistakes we wouldn't normally make. We're likely to be more forgetful than usual. We're likely to have less stamina than we ordinarily do. Last week, I had to don my face mask and protective gloves and head into a Randall's grocery store because none of the groceries in our area had any delivery or curbside pickup time slots available. I got my groceries, and a very nice woman bagged them and put them into my cart for me. But when I got home... 
I discovered that several of my items were missing. That woman didn't give me all my groceries, I thought to myself. So off I went back to Randall's to march in and demand my missing groceries. Well, luckily, I parked right by where I had left my cart because there, in the bottom basket of the cart, was the other bag of groceries right where I had left it when I loaded everything else into the cart. This week, I was back in Randall's again for the same reason, no curbside or delivery available. A woman checking out in front of me from six feet away was placing her items in a bag with her right hand. The checkout clerk completed the transaction and told her the amount owed. In a sudden panic, the woman exclaimed, Oh my God, where's my wallet? And then she turned and saw that she had been holding her wallet in her left hand the whole time. She looked at me with embarrassment. I smiled and said, Don't worry, we have all been doing that sort of thing all the time. We both laughed together, and it was a blessed relief to laugh with someone. When we're under stress, we are all more likely to make these sorts of absent-minded mistakes. Let's forgive ourselves. And please keep in mind, be especially careful when driving. People are accidentally running red lights and stop signs and changing lanes without even looking. Here's another thing to let go. If any of you are like me and have always strived to be an A student, we may need to let go of that for a while too. If we make it through this as a C student, we'll be fine. I know I've sent email messages to the wrong person and texts that were so full of typos they made no sense at all. To our folks who are trying to work from home while parenting and providing homeschooling, I especially want to say that you are doing it well enough. You have been given a nearly impossible challenge. You get an A-plus just for the Herculean effort. Another thing I've been learning to let go is having to be strong all the time. Keep that stiff upper lip I was taught most of my life in my white Euro-Scandinavian family. We have to feel the grief, the fear, the anger, the stir-craziness. We have to feel all of it in order to move through it. That doesn't mean we have to stay there forever. Just that we can't try to stuff it all down, numb it. We're all also having to let go of our ideas of separateness. We will only make it through this together, and we can be in it together, even while we're physically apart. We're all also having to let go of what was our daily routines. That may be an opportunity for longer-term change, though. I'm trying to start the day with a nice walk instead of looking at the news right away. Another thing I had to let go is feeling like I should be doing more. I'm trying to be careful with that word should. It can lead me into all manner of trouble. So those are some of the big ones for me. I invite you to consider what it might help you to let go, or at least hold a little less tightly during this time. One final big one for me has been learning to live with not being able to have physical contact with other people. Now, I love preaching and leading worship and all the aspects of doing ministry, but I have discovered during this time that one of the things I have loved most about my ministry and that I miss most was 
the Sundays when Meg, our senior minister, was preaching, and I would be what I called the floor minister. You know how restaurants and retail stores have had a general manager? That would be Meg. And then a floor manager who would move about checking in with people. That's kind of what I got to do as a minister on those Sundays when we could be in the church together. And we'll get to do again someday. Move about the church. Listen to folks. Ask how you're doing. Try to help with any issues you might be having. I miss doing that. I miss being able to shake hands or hug or put a hand on your shoulder. But I am learning that love can radiate through a computer screen or a phone call or even email or text message. Love can travel from six feet apart. So even though right now I'm doing it through a computer video camera, I am sending you much love. Even though I'm recording this a few days before you will see it on Sunday, the love will still be there. And I'll be there too, chatting with you in the comments. Because the one thing we can't let go is love. Not even a virus can quarantine love. Amen. Let there now be an offering to support this church and help keep it going through these challenging times. If you scroll upward on Facebook, you'll see an online giving link which will take you to our secure online contributions page. Under the select a fund drop down box, please select plate contributions. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. Her benediction was created from a saying by the Buddha. The Buddha said, In the end, these things matter most. How well did you love? How fully did you love? How deeply did you learn to let go? May we give ourselves to loving as well and as fully as we can. And when we come to a place where we need to let go, may we know that the deepest of all loves will be waiting to catch us. Amen and blessed be. I wish you peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.